Hello, and welcome to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about upcoming events, this podcast, and for other resources, visit candygibbs.com. Okay, our last session, we're going to talk about being stayed in truth. To be stayed in truth. I'm going to read to you from Philippians chapter 4, 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Does that sound similar to the other verse? I will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed on me because he trusts in me. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Having a mind stayed on Christ and understanding what is true. Um, this has been something that is, um, it's been a real interesting season for me because how many of you have a personality that is just pretty much black and white? Just pretty much black and white. And it is like, I mean, I, I would, can call it like that. Right? I might not always be right, but I'm going to call it quick. And I'm pretty decisive <laughs> about it. Um, this season of just things in every avenue, I don't, whatever your beliefs are politically or any kind of way, there is so much stuff that is just being said that you have to test everything. Now, there happens to be a scripture that says that. 2 Thessalonians 5.21. Test everything and hold on to the good. Test everything and hold on to the good. That means that everything that comes your way, you should be taking it to the Lord and saying, as I stay my mind, as I lay my mind, rest my mind on you, I need you, Jesus, to be the one that is declaring true and false, true and false. And everything that hits you in a way that you think, mm, you need to say, is this true or is this false? Do you have a father that is going to be faithful to answer you? Absolutely. I think that when it comes to taking everything to the Lord to get His counsel and His insight and direction, when we don't do that, it's because we're afraid He might not answer. And that leads me to the next point, which is I want to remind you 
that you have a good father. You have a father who is a king, and he is the greatest king. And the fact of the matter is that you really are aliens in this place. But you are citizens of a kingdom with a good king, and the word tells us that it is his good pleasure to provide you with everything that you need and more. His desire is to bless you. His word says that he is near to you. He is a moment, he's a breath away. The word tells us over and over, if you look for me, you're going to find me. He is not trying to be elusive or hide from you. He wants to have an intimate relationship with you. As a matter of fact, the voice of God is described as what? A still, small voice. He does not relate to you like you are in the gym on Saturday afternoon with 2,000 people screaming at the top of your lungs, and he's at one end, and you're at the other end, and he's like, hey. Watch out for that ball coming your way, duck, right? No, he wants to be so near to you in proximity that he can whisper to you or even just, I have asked God, I want to be able to respond to a nod of your head. I don't even want you to have to say to me, I want to be so near to you because I am so dependent. I mean, I am envisioning myself hanging on to the robe. I just want to be able to feel when you turn right. I certainly don't want to feel like you're so far away that you have to scream at the top of your lungs. And that isn't how he wants to relate to you either. He is tender toward you. You are not a bother to him. When you come through the door, he doesn't go, oh, here she comes again, and she probably wants money, right? He, the word says, he rises to show you compassion. When you come in, he stands up because he wants to be compassionate to you. He's the kind of daddy that's going to pull the chair out for you and sit with you as long as you want to sit with him. And sometimes our experience with our heavenly father or other relationships in our, I mean, with our earthly father and other relationships in our life, it can impact our ability to understand God wanting to relate to us that way. So I'm going to read you another passage, and then I'm going to ask you some questions. This is John chapter 14. I'm going to start in verse 6. <clears throat> I'm going to start in verse 5. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. And here we're, we're talking about truth. One thing that I think that you, if you have children at home, this is something that 
makes every hair on the back of my mother neck stand up for someone to say, I'm just speaking my truth. You don't got no truth. <laughs> and I don't have truth. There is only the truth. Yes. And your truth is not different from the truth. So I think that's important. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, then you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. And Jesus said, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father's in me? And the words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it's the Father living in me who's doing this work. Believe me when I say that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I'll do it. If you love me, you will obey what I command and, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. You have a father who is crazy about you and wants to be alive and active in your life. You have Jesus who says, if you've seen me and you see how I interact with people and the world and the way that I handle situations and circumstances, then you've also seen the Father because we are one. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to go to the Father and I'm going to petition for you with the Father and he's going to give you a counselor called the Spirit of Truth. So when you receive Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. He is the spirit of truth. So when your warning is going off, oh, ding, 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 this is not right, not right, not right. Don't do that. Don't listen to that. Don't go there. We have got to learn to trust the spirit of truth that lives on the inside of you. And he could have called him a lot of things, right? He is multifaceted. But in this passage, he's calling him the spirit of truth. That means we need to know what's true and we need to know what's false. And in dark days like today, you need the spirit of truth on the inside of you so that you know how to separate truth from a lie. And he is talking really clearly. I mean, I promise you, you don't ever, this is funny, this is what I say to teenagers all the time, you never go to a party and you're like, okay, I don't know, should I smoke the pot or not smoke the pot? 
God, I'm waiting, I'm waiting on the answer. Is it right to do it, not to do it, right? You know what's the truth because the spirit of truth lives on the inside of you. The question is, are you going to be bold and courageous enough to do what the truth tells you to do? And it doesn't change. Same thing that I tell a 15-year-old, I would tell you, very rarely are you in a situation where you do not know what is the true and right thing to do. The question is, am I going to listen to the spirit of truth that lives in me? But I have a father that wants to answer me if I have bring my questions, my concerns, my thoughts, my disagreements. Have you ever brought a disagreement to the Lord? I definitely have. I mean, I was like, my son has no business being a daddy at 19. I don't know what you are thinking. And why would you take my mom? I don't know how to be a grandmother. My youngest niece was three years old. That is not a good plan. Do you know that you have the kind of father that as long as you come to him in truth and honesty, that he will sit with you until he has brought peace to you over situations that you may not ever agree with. But his promise is, I will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is stayed on me. So I want you to just consider these questions. Do you strive to always perform? You always feel like you have to be perfect, be better, succeed, perform. Do you worry that you're not going to have enough money, food, time, support? You just feel like, ooh, I'm not going to have enough. Do you live with a pretty constant feeling of shame? Or like I'm the black sheep. I'm kind of the one that doesn't fit. Do you struggle with intimacy with God? Like, do you view him more like a master than you do a father? Do you feel like you have to have a solution for the problem before you can bring the problem to him? Or do you feel like you're a bother? So if I feel like I'm constantly performing, trying to win, succeed, I'm constantly worried that I may not have enough, I live in a sense of shame and feel like I'm the black sheep, I struggle with intimacy with God, and I view Him more like a master than a father. I feel like I have to come with a solution to the problem 
before I can bring the problem to him. Or I feel like I'm a burden. If you answer yes to a couple, to a few of those, you may be struggling with having what's called an orphan spirit. And you just feel like I'm sort of out here doing it on my own the best that I can. And if things get really out of control, I'll go and try to beg for some help. Beg for a little assistance. Maybe try to hang out with somebody that he really cares about and see if I can get some nuggets from them. Um, But I don't feel like I am a princess with a dad who's the king. And at any point, I can go into the throne room right straight up to his feet and say, hey, I need you right now. And he will stop everything to give you the attention that you not deserve, but that he wants to bestow on you. But an orphan spirit is what will prevent us from coming to the Lord and receiving truth from Him, but also being honest in return. If I feel like my relationship with the Lord is conditional, I'm not going to be super honest with Him anyway. I'm going to share as little information as I can in and out. That is a transactional relationship. I come to you when I need something. Hopefully you give it to me. That's it. That is not the kind of relationship that the Lord is dying to have with you. He wants to just be with you. And He isn't concerned about what you can do. He is concerned about you. So I'm gonna, we're going to end today just with some worship. And while we are um, just, we're going to worship until we're finished. So I want you to know that there's time. But I'm just going to pray over you. And then I'm also going to just be over here if you want to come and just have someone to pray with you. I would be happy to do that too. But during these last few minutes of worship, I want you to really ask the Lord to speak directly to you. And some of the best moments that I've had most intimate moments with the Lord is not when I'm asking about anything in particular, but just, what do you want to say to me? He has a lot to say to you. He is so crazy about you. And He can take your honesty. He is the Spirit of Truth. And He is a Father. And I will tell you that over the last six months, my relationship with the Lord has changed 
because I definitely struggle with the, I just have to do a lot of good. I have to work really hard and perform and I have to really, and if there's a problem, I'm gonna figure it out first and I'm gonna check it with you and I'm gonna work really hard. And I, I really, I want you to know I'm pretty independent. And what the Lord has shown me this year is we can work out all the answers and fix all the problems. But it's okay for you to come to me as a father and say, this is scary. I mean, I'm looking around and I'm not recognizing anything happening. And everybody is a little bit off kilter and nobody really knows what's going to happen next and this is scary and do you know his response is I know it but I'm still here and you're never ever going to have all the answers and that's alright but just come in right behind because it's a narrow gate and a hard way but I got you. Or, I don't understand why you did that. I mean, we've done everything we knew to do and you still let it come to the wrong end. I know it seems like that. I know you're mad. It's all right. But just keep your eyes on me and keep that sail flying and just come in here. Well, I don't know why this is happening in my family. I can't fix any of it. Mm -mm. I can. It might not look like what you think it's going to look like. But do you trust me? Because what the scripture says is, I will keep you in perfect peace with your mind stayed on me because you trust me. So do you trust your job? You trust your salary? You trust your spouse? You trust the government? You trust that boat? Or do you trust me? And I'm going to keep my shoes on because I want to run. Anywhere you go. And so, God, if we have believed a lie that we are a burden, that we have to perform, that we are the black sheep, in the way that only a daddy Thank you that you accept us. Thank you that you're not trying to get something from us. Thank you that you just want to be with us. And you have not left us as orphans. And you've not left the scene. And so God, when the waves come, and the skies get dark, 
We are going to fix our minds and our eyes on you, Jesus. And we're going to follow you all the way home. You've been listening to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. For more information and other resources, visit candygibbs.com.